This is The Motivation. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Jujiteros Coast to Coast, the podcast that's about everything a Jujitero encounters on the daily, from training to everyday life and everything in between. I'm your host, Frank Garcia, currently a purple belt under Professor Victor Cervantes at Rivalry Jiu-Jitsu in Fresno, California, and I'm joined by my co-host, Cousin Nat today. How you doing, Cuz? I'm doing good, Cuz. I'm doing real good. I'm so happy about this interview. We're looking forward to it and our surprise coming up, which you'll tell them all about later. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we don't have Alfonso. He is doing some secret undercover co-ops in Guadalajara's Jiu-Jitsu <laughs> project. I don't know. He didn't want to tell me. Uh, we were FaceTiming. He was hella sweaty. I don't know what's going on. I just said I don't. something with the back take. <laughs> it looked like somebody already had the third hook. I hung up. Oh, man. I'm not even answering. I'm Don't just, get that sunk in. Yeah, that's a nasty <laughs> motherfucker. All right. So on today's episode of Jujitero's Coast to Coast, we were super lucky and fortunate enough to be joined by Coach Brad Souders of Tactical Combat Academy of Mixed Martial Arts in Greencastle, Pennsylvania. Coach Brad, welcome to the Jujitero's neighborhood. How you doing today, man? Great, man. Thanks for having me. Just got done from training. Talked to you guys for about an hour, and then I got to go to sleep and I go right back to the gym and train again. So hopefully I'm not too sore in the morning for my students to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, man. Coach, Greencastle, Pennsylvania, that already, like, just the name sounds fucking like, I don't even know if I can survive. I'm a California boy. That's <laughs> one of those things that people are like, yeah, I listen to people are like, yeah, I live in a small town. I'm from like, you know, 25,000 people. I'm like, Greencastle has 4,000 people in it. And then I, I teach at another school. I teach at another school in Orbazonia, Pennsylvania. And I was looking yesterday. I was like, what's the population here? There's 405 people live there. So I'm like, oh, man, these guys in their small towns of 25,000 people must have it rough. Man, <laughs> man, man. I'm, I'm over here in Fresno and I don't, I don't know what the numbers are, but we have a college. We have two colleges, at least one JC and one uh, CSU Fresno. And they have a football stadium that I want to say seats like 32,000. So maybe a little <laughs> bit more. It's a little bit bigger city, you know, but still tiny compared yeah, yeah. to some of the other stuff. But uh, love the Currently, small town it's vibe. at 542,000. Man, that was pretty people close to us then. get out of Fresno, man. <laughs> hey, you guys are just around the corner, coach. I bet my traffic's a little better than yours. <laughs> you know what? Actually, compared to bigger cities in California, it's not that bad. Not it too only bad. takes you like 25 minutes to get across the town. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> if you only knew how far across town was. <laughs> I was going to say, only I drive knew- 40. 40- it's 37 miles from my gym, and I don't see, like, three cars the whole way there. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Got a lot of thinking, Coach. Coach, we got 25 <laughs> episodes you can listen to on the road. I'll listen to them. That's what's up. All right. All right, Coach. Uh, You ready to dig in these questions with us? Let's dig into them. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, Coach. So I don't know if you've heard any of our previous episodes, but we started a, our favorite staple question here. And really – we're not looking for like, oh, this movie made me want to do jujitsu and change my life. Like, I want to know about the movie you first saw when you were a kid growing up. But you're like, man, that's a bad motherfucker. And I want to do that. What is your all time favorite martial arts movie and why? So there's this. Uh, have you ever seen Kickboxer with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Of course, most Only people have. Only like mm-hmm. 77 times today. But have you seen <laughs> the fourth one? wait 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 rewind who was that from step by step it was the sasha mitchell i think is his name is that his i don't even know what the hell his name is but he was in step by step the old tv show he was the like outcast kid of that show but he's in the kickboxer (laughs) movies later on oh that's badass that fucking movie has two machado brothers in it burton richardson Are you talking about yeah. David Sloan? Yeah, his his name is Sasha, I think, in real life. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. He, and he was Sasha in a TV Mitchell. show step by step. Yep. I don't know how old you guys are, but uh, I might be dating myself. I'm not as old as Joe Bosserman, but uh, oh, I'm, 
Oh. Creeping up there. Cuckoo. Oh. I, can you remind me? I step by step. I know I watched that show. Which one was that? It was like a like a blended family type show. I just remember in the beginning, it always showed like a a roller coaster going down in the water, and it sprays them on a bridge. Yes, and the, and the I remember that show. Remember? Yes. Yeah, but remember it had like the little movie. like nerdy kid, like the real young nerdy kid. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, wasn't yeah, it like, so Texas, he's in that like movie. Texas or whatever? <laughs> I can't remember that part, but I just remember it that was dude. Texas, cause. It was yeah. because that the, was like the, the mom flags. was the one that did. Yeah, the mom was the one that did those. Uh, Debbie the does Dallas videos. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, you're right. Oh, <laughs> Suzanne bad. Summers. Oh yes, yes, there you go. yes. <laughs> yes. Fuck, they don't make shows that good like that no more. <laughs> oh, so but yeah, that was just because it had all the like. I'd already been doing jujitsu for. I think that show was in '94. I looked it up because I was like, oh, what the hell movie did this movie come out? It was in 1994, but I'd already been doing jujitsu before that. But like, I was just like, holy shit, these guys are doing like flying arm bars and stuff. And then I was like, that looks like one of the Machado brothers. And it was Hegan and John Machado were in it. And they had like a jujitsu fight in the movie. And then they had Burton Richardson, which was a big Jake uh, Jeet Kune Do guy. He was in there. So I don't know. Well, that movie's always just stuck with me. That's badass. That's badass. So what, so what exactly introduced you like in real life? What exactly introduced you to, to BJJ? So... It's funny now, like, because I teach jujitsu for a living. But when I was a little kid in kindergarten, they always ask you what you want to do, and you draw a picture. And I drew a pro wrestling ring with a little pro wrestler in it. Nice. So it kind of worked out well that that became my job later on. But my cousin <laughs> um, was big into martial arts throughout the like late '80s, early '90s. And I remember him coming to my house. He's like, "Hey, let's watch this show. It's we have no idea what it is." And it's like. Oh, it's going to be another pro wrestling event. Let's watch it. And we're like, okay. So we turn it on and then Gerard Rodeau comes out and punches the sumo in the face and his tooth goes flying out. And of course, this would be the ultimate fighter one. So yeah. I actually watched that. I watched that live on pay-per-view when it happened. And my cousin was already kind of dabbling because jujitsu wasn't known, but it was like in the black belt magazines you could catch. So he was dabbling. Like he knew like if I fought this wrestler, this guy would kick my ass because I don't understand that part of it. So then right after that, he would fly to California and train with Go Korchevichian. And then oh, he would fly shit. back. He would fly back and then teach me the stuff he was learning in California. We'd train together and he'd go back. So that's kind of how that all got started. So that was probably 93 into 94. He started making those trips out and then coming back. Damn, just, coach. That is badass. Bag out. Yep. I lived in a farm. We would roll. Either we'd roll sleeping bags out in the pasture and grapple or he bought mats from our high school and put them in this old barn that's my grandparents and like you would train in there it'd be like 107 degrees in there and you come out and you'd be hacking up this black mucus shit oh i'm probably gonna <laughs> die at like 50 <laughs> but you're a die a black belt coach brad yeah well i already feel like i died several times as a black belt <laughs> oh man man that is badass coach that is a great story there man well thank you so it sounds like you got hooked super early on. Is that is that true? Yeah, I was I was thirteen when oh, I started trading. All right, I'm, so me and you might be around now. the same age, man. Because when the first UFC came out, I was in high school, and I remember my friends were like, "Let's go to the football game." I'm like, "Dude, there's this thing gonna be on TV tonight <laughs> called UFC. I don't know, fucking karate versus boxing versus wrestlers versus kung fu. This is yep. fucking blood sport for reals, guys." And they're like. <laughs> man, like, let's go shit. smoke some weed and go to the football game. Oh fuck! Basically, man. it's the same way that people are nowadays, except they know what it is. Fucking losers. <laughs> but but you know what, man? It good. Luckily, it fucking sprung. So so oh, did, did UFC sure. hook you? Is that what uh, originally got you hooked onto it, or was yeah. it your okay. kind of most people in that era like was like, holy shit, this little guy just submitted all these people. You know, Ken Shamrock coming out with his manly physique with his womanly voice and then he he was like he's just like submits him (laughs) yeah he was really right back in the day yeah yeah and then hoist just handled his ass yeah choked him out and then he kind of say he didn't do it yeah yeah remember (laughs) yeah almost had to double tap did he double tap him no he the voice was like come on bro and he was like okay yeah yeah, tap yeah (laughs) and that's bullshit man i hate i hated Mm -hmm. those pride fights when people would tap and then they would pretend like they didn't, and the ref would be like, oh, "Okay, just do it over." I can't remember. Yeah, there like- was a, <laughs> a 
gosh, there's a guy that looks like my buddy's brother-in-law, something Brennan, who used to fight back in the day. And he was oh, Chris tough. Brennan. Chris Brennan, yes. Mm-hmm. Chris Brennan strangled somebody, and that motherfucker tapped, and then he pretended like he didn't. And was then it Joe Stevenson? I don't remember who it was. Because but, I know they had a big back and forth. But it was King of the Cage. Oh, no, this one was in Pride. Because then he ended up, yeah, he ended up tapping him again later. So luckily, he still got him. So did he like forget because he was getting choked out? Like, <laughs> no, he's, like, dude, he's just a fucking cheating <laughs> yeah. ass motherfucker, man. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, you see those people, they like, they get knocked out or choked out and then all of a sudden they wake up and they attack the ref. Yeah, that was just like, one of those situations. Last week. Yeah, okay. yeah, man, that's scary, dude. That's that's bad for the ref. That's yeah. bad for the ref, and that's bad if you're a fighter doing that because, you know. You're making your rounds on social media at that point. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, speaking of uh, fights and whatnot, did you guys happen to watch the train wreck that was Mike Tyson versus um, Roy Jones? I watched the first three rounds and was like, that's enough. <laughs> dude, I did brat. I did the same shit. After three rounds, I'm like, God dang it. I would rather watch Tyson hitting pads. I'm going to bed. But yeah. it was that bad? Oh, it was not. Uh, it was not fun, cause it was not fun. But oh man, yeah. Um, I did watch the highlight of that YouTuber guy who knocked. Dude, out I was gonna one. say, did <laughs> you guys see Nate Robinson and yes. what's that kid, Jake Paul? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god, that was so bad. I felt so mm-hmm. bad for Nate Robinson. <laughs> but that I is- love the memes that came afterwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that one? It shows. It shows them like getting their. Uh, Ref's decision, and it shows Nate still laying in the back. They're like, oh, Nate, they didn't even remove him from the ring. It shows Tyson and them in there. That's fucked up. I saw one that said uh, Andy's toys from Toy Story. It says, this is how Andy's uh, toys from Toy Story be when Andy comes in the room. And then there's Nate Robinson laying in the corner. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, coach. All right, coach. So, um, I got a question for you. So, what um, what got you into teaching jujitsu? I know you were talking about how you know what started you, what got you, you know, interested in it. What got you teaching it? How did you move into that area? So, basically, lack of anybody to teach at that point, especially like I said, like so. When I graduated high school, I graduated with twenty six kids in a public school. So that kind of gives you an idea of the yeah. town that I'm in. So basically, like I said, my cousin would go learn and then he would come back and show me and then he would leave again. So that kind of put me in the like, hey, I got to find training partners to train, but they don't know anything. So, you know, this is back in the day where a blue belt was a unicorn. Purple belt didn't exist. And a black belt was like someone that lived in Brazil that you would never see in your life. Wow. So, so you know what I mean? It's not like now where I can go down the street and be like, hey, there's seven black belts in this town. Let's pick one to train with. So it kind of just was kind of like, I think I've been teaching since I was like a white belt four stripe, maybe. (laughs) I can't even remember. Honestly, it's been so long. Oh, man, that's badass. White stripe, white belt for life. (laughs) That happens. Sometimes I wish I could identify as a white belt. (laughs) Female teen white belt division. I'll take it over black belt division. (laughs) (laughs) And just start mopping people. But hell, the way the kids are nowadays, they'd probably mop me. Dude, these new Jeez. kids that are just coming up, man, they're amazing. Oh, my God. They're so good. Me and my uh, my one friend who is – he has his brown belt now under me. He was my main training partner in the 90s. Like, we did a couple of Sambo National tournaments together and stuff. But he just started getting back into jiu-jitsu in the last – what month is this? I don't even know what the hell it says. So, like, five months ago, he started getting back into it. So I got him on flow grappling. I was like, hey, just watch some of these matches. He messaged me. He's like, I think these 16-year-old kids could submit me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're these kids today, man, they're they're doing crazy-ass shit, man. Yep, yep. Another level. So speaking of crazy-ass shit, Coach, do you have a favorite technique you like to teach or a system that you that you fall in, like, you know, you're just in love with and you always have a good time teaching? Uh, well, I'm a big gi guy. Uh, I know I always get made fun of for not doing a lot of nogi, <laughs> but I don't really have like a favorite. I just basically, I'm a big competition guy, not as far as like you have to win and win, win, win. But, well, you know, our school is a little different as to where I might have 20 guys in my gym, 
but 18 to 19 of them compete all the time. Oh, that's the way you, you can go to a big gym, right? Where there's 300 people and five compete. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys so, are like the Daisy Fresh team. <laughs> yeah, it's just like every weekend is something. That's why when I messaged you today, I was like, man, I forgot. Like, because my calendar just went from like this to like 12 things in the next like four weekends that I got to do. Oh my God. Uh, so, right. Because so, you got the tournament on the 19th, else, right? Yeah. I think someone else on this podcast is competing soon. Yep. Oh yeah. Sure. He going to get it, man. <laughs> if, someone, if, someone signs up, if someone signs up on round table, I always, I get a, I get a look at that. Yep. <laughs> I will I'm be like, there. I was like, do I have to kick this guy to another team or should I let him stay on here? What's going on? <laughs> That's what I always tell my students. I was like, guys, it's not about winning or losing because if you lose, there's a school right down the road that it'll take you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm nervous. <laughs> you're gonna do good. You're gonna do good. Cause. You're gonna yeah. do good, cuz just be loose and have fun and That's just do your is. thing, man. Do your thing. Yep. Well, the so good thing is, is I'm old as shit. So I mean, and so is everybody else. Get them, yes. yes. old man jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Got him. Well, I mean, look at it this way: if you lose. There's a high chance that you'll get COVID. So in 14 days, you might not even know about it anymore because you'll be dead. Oh, true story. That's true. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say if I get beat. I'm going to be like, (laughs) I'm I'm done. COVID. (laughs) Yeah, he won the battle, but I won the war. You're about to die. (laughs) (laughs) He died two days before me. (laughs) (laughs) That was like the big death to me. <laughs> yeah, the dim mock. I did mock yeah. that guy with COVID. Yeah, he just doesn't know it yet. Wait till he gets home. <laughs> he's not gonna test positive on this test, but on the next test, yeah. he's gonna test yeah. positive, and then he's gonna get it. He's about to test positive of this dim mock that they test for that Oh shit! All right, coach. Uh, so next question for you. Have you ever had to use jiu-jitsu outside of jiu-jitsu? Mm, only one time. I used to do loss prevention for Walmart. Ooh, and this, this kid stole some shit. And it turned into like an episode of Cops. No. So this was back before like you weren't allowed to like do stuff to someone. Yeah. So like he hauled out and I'm like, nah, fuck this shit. So I hauled out after him. So we ended up running through the parking lot of Walmart across an interstate in another parking lot, looped back around, and then back across the interstate, and then I finally caught him, hit him with a lat drop, and mounted him, <laughs> and held him there until the cops came along the interstate, and all these people are like, beeping their horns and shit, and we're just like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, you're not going anywhere, he's like, okay, man, don't hurt me, and I was like, I'm not gonna hurt you, but we're not going anywhere until the police show up, and then they showed up, and ended up, he was like 17, so he probably didn't even get anything out of it, but he stole a BB gun. Oh, that, that's about it. That's about it. I I don't know. I just live in a small town and I'm training all the time. So you know how that is. Like I try to de-escalate anything because that's basically every jujitsu. You know, everybody's yeah. always <laughs> we're always chill, level-headed. Because I mean, honestly, you you can go from zero to a hundred in a heartbeat if you really wanted to with all the shit you know. You know. Yeah. yeah. And so well, yeah. it's like I get my ass beat on the regular every day of the week. I don't need to go fight somebody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it all out of your system. And that's what I think most people need. You know, everybody needs to just get their ass beat every once in a while. Yeah. Right. And everybody back. would be so much more mellow, you know, if you knew mm-hmm. that a fucking cousin aunt could <laughs> fucking put his balls in your chest, even though he you outweigh him by 40 pounds. You know, it could happen. Because you know? you're thinking about Alfonso. That's Inquirados. Not that's not. I don't. Train oh that. my bad. Turkish oil wrestling again. There you go. I just heard balls. I just heard, heard balls and chest and started googling it. I didn't even... <laughs> this sounds like <laughs> Turkish oil wrestling. <laughs> I'm about to add this into my game. I guess we know what we're teaching next week. Yeah, there you go. Special rules today, guys. <laughs> Special rules. Inquirados uh, series going on. Oh, Brad never does nogi. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, who's this Alfonso Cumplido going to come to a seminar on Saturday? Oh, you're going to like it. You're going to like it. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, honestly, honestly, imagine that kid, if he really knew who was going to be chasing after him. I mean, would he have thought twice about that? Oh, dude, he, he wouldn't even go in the damn store. Running after you. Like, yeah. come on now. 
He he's probably pressing. ran faster. He's probably saying, why isn't this guy getting tired? Because I had pretty good cardio back yeah. then. He's like, this guy's still keeping up with me. <laughs> God, all for a BB gun? God. Yeah, I was he like, picked- bro, you should have just gave it to me. I'd have let you go. <laughs> I just came for the shit. I'm not here to fight you. <laughs> all right, coach. So you just talked about using uh, jiu-jitsu outside, you know, unfortunately. Um what are some characteristics or training outside of BJJ that you feel would help you in BJJ? I, I do a lot of brain stuff. So I do a lot of mental training myself because I've always dealt with like uh, kind of like the tournament social anxiety. doesn't yeah. matter how many times I've competed. Like uh, what years is this? 2020, 2016 or 17, I was getting ready for Master Worlds and I tore my ACL and my meniscus. Oh, so shit. I had, yeah, so I had to get surgery. So I was cutting weight. So I think I was probably getting ready to do lightweight. So it's probably like 170. And I remember my buddy, Marco Progrosa, was like, brother, do not get in this depressed state when you get injured for a tournament and start eating. And I was like, that ain't going to fucking happen. So I go home, you know, get the results, get surgery. And I'm like, bro, I'm eating cakes. Like there's nobody's <laughs> business. So I went from like 170 to 225. Oh, like, I like- shit. <laughs> I went from I went from Val Kilmer and Batman Forever to Val Kilmer now. <laughs> I went from, I went from, I went from oh, Val Kilmer to Will Kilmer in like a, a year period. So no I, I remember, yeah, and I remember having my surgery. So I've been doing jujitsu for a long time. So I've always had this like okay level of like pain tolerance. You know what I mean? Because you're always hurting all the time. So I remember I had my ACL surgery on Halloween. Everything always happens to me on Halloween. So I just got married like two months ago on Halloween. So like all my shit always happens. Oh, thank you. I guess. Uh, no, I'm just in case my wife ever listens to this. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll delete that, just edit that shit out. I mean, she can only hear me. That's okay. What's whatever. But uh, I was on the exercise bike the day, like 12 hours after my surgery. And my, the girl's like, just rock your leg to loosen it up. And my leg slipped and my knee just cracked and went the whole way around one rotation. And I was like, you know what? I can fucking do this. So I rode the bike the first day after my surgery. Wow. So then they give you, yeah. So they give you crutches. And like a week later, I couldn't use the crutches. I couldn't even understand how to comprehend to use them. So <laughs> the physical therapist is in the front of the hospital, right? So the parking lot and you walk in and I didn't think about it. So I'm carrying my crutches in. <laughs> walking. And then when I get into the therapist, I'm using my crutches. She's like, put that shit down. I just watched you walk across the parking lot. So... So, you know, I'm getting back. Like, I can't even ride the, ride the exercise bike. I'm like 220-ish. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is miserable. So January 2018, I was like, if I can put a gi on and do it, I'm competing as much as possible. Because I've always dealt with this, like, social anxiety and, like, the performance anxiety. So I started doing judo, which I hadn't done in probably 20 years. So it was judo and jiu-jitsu as much as I could do. So I ended up doing – the first year I did that, I did – 52 matches in the second year i did around 60 or 70 so it's close to like 100 yeah i was like 140 matches in two years between judo and jiu-jitsu i was literally like i was just come home and like look at the (laughs) you know compete drive home that same day sunday off monday train tuesday train cut wednesday thursday back compete saturday come home sunday teach blah 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 blah. and i was doing that i was competing like three times a month for a solid two years but i was finally getting that anxiety you know what i mean like that Mm -hmm. oh man now i'm used to it and i was doing well actually my black belt career i've been a black belt actually december 11th coming up it'll be nine years that i'll be at a black belt and I've competed the whole time and I was oh I was oh and forty-nine in black belt matches before I ever won my first black belt match in, in BJJ. So but it was just from those like performance anxiety and like dealing with that shit. You know what I mean? Once I got that out of my head a little bit, it was I was able to win my first match in an IBJJF black belt oh, tournament. That's badass. Wow. So do you I, I mean, mean do you suggest that for other people? I mean, uh, the whole like just like doing that, tournaments nonstop and that's the way that I think that the only way to do it is because there is no other way to do it. In my opinion, it's mental training. Cause everyone wants to train, but they don't want to do the mental training. So it's not just me going to all these tournaments, but like listening to the correct audio, doing like the book work that no one wants to do. 
You know what I mean? Like listening to shit where you're like, oh, if I listen to this, I'm a fucking pussy. Well, guess what? The fucking pussies are always the guys that win because they're putting that extra work in. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, Uh yeah. And I, you know, people are sometimes like, oh, well, I wouldn't talk about that because that makes you sound like a bitch. But I don't know. I've always been a bitch. So it doesn't really matter. (laughs) I'm right there with you, Coach Brad. (laughs) No, no, no. I've competed a bunch and I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I competed a bunch up until blue. I haven't done anything at purple. I'm ready to get back in. I'm older now, um, but I miss it, man. I just, I want to test myself, you know? Like, I just feel like if if everybody were to test their bodies and take their selves to the limit in what, regardless of however you want to test yourself, your mind, body, mm-hmm. soul, I don't know, whatever. I mean, you're just so much happier. Whether oh, you yeah. win or lose, you're just, you're living you know, you're feeling all these yep. emotions, all these endorphins flowing through your body. And regardless of whether you win or lose, hey, me and Abel are going to Sizzler after. So it don't even matter. <laughs> yeah. Always going to have fun after, man. Because you get these guys like, uh, and you probably know Joe Harrison, one of my brown belts. Yeah. Like he competes all the time. Like he has no, like none of that. Like uh, grappling industries is big in this area. And he usually... And the normal grappling industries will have 20 to 23 matches, a tournament there. Dang. Like he does all four divisions, but like, he's just like, Oh, it's my next division. He'll be sprinting across the mat with his rash guard on and his gi pants. And then he'll go and put his gi top on, compete in a match and run across. So it's just for everybody. It's different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just get in it. Yeah. Get they it. joke about him all the time. Like, you know, that he's like, he goes and he'll do like a ton of matches at a single tournament. Like it's mm-hmm. insane. Well, he has the perfect like body size and style for lots of matches yeah. because he's hard to score on. And he has that kind of laid back, lax kind of like because uh, Joe Jensen had a lot of matches also like at that one. But he's a little bit more fatigued than what Joe Harrison would be. Sorry, I know these names are not conducive for everybody. No. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, Joe Jensen has more of a of a more of a wrestling style, top heavy. So that is not as conducive for long term twenty two matches, right? If I can play guard for 22 matches, I'm going to be less tired than I am if I'm playing on top wrestling for 22 matches. Yeah, if that shooting makes sense. for takedowns, that's a pain in the ass. Right. Just being top heavy and like trying to pass the whole time. Yeah, you got to know right, when you, where to use your energy at. Yeah, exactly. Strategic stalling. That's what my cousin always taught me. Strategic stalling, which is my entire game until there's 20 <laughs> seconds left. It's just like my sex life. <laughs> Coach, it only takes a minute if you're in it to win it. Wow. I'm gonna have to have a minute. Uh, how about I gotta work on my cardio? Gotta <laughs> get back on that bike. Yeah. Did I make a fan bike for that? Uh, I'm gonna work on a new I'm gonna work on a new logo. A new, a new saying for that. You're right. We're getting up there in age. A minute's a long time. Uh, uh, all right, Coach. All right. So next question for you. Uh, where do you see BJJ going next? And what is the next – or what do you see as the next step in its evolution? Oh, man. I, obviously, the Nogi is big right now. And, of course, the leg locks seem to be like – they were up, and now they're starting to – you can see the decline a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yep. now the passers are starting to figure out the bottom game of like the entries stuff like that to honey hole and then you have the honey hole that was popular and then Lachlan Giles came through does the reverse 50 50 which is the same stuff that right like Ryan Hall plays which is now another entrance that you got to deal with and I thought like everyone was saying all wrestling was going to be the next thing but I don't know if that's necessarily true or if it's just going to be another like top players figuring out what the bottom guys are doing and it's going to go back to top heavy passing with like mount stuff I I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I think in the gi, it's going back to like close guard and 50-50. It's making that cycle again. And then I think no gi is going to be probably a little bit of the wrestling, but wrestling, if it's a no time limit submission only, what does it matter? As far as like your, your takedown's not scoring, but, but the wrestling on top as far as like passing and not entering into these leg lock type areas, I think is going to be like the next big thing. Okay. Oh, that's All some right, good guys, insight right ready? there, coach. All right, coach. So this is the part of the interview that you weren't ready for. That's my favorite part. Yeah. All right. So here we go. I'm going to ask you to pick a number between one and ten. Seven. 
Seven. So I have these deck of cards that I just got from Pod Decks. Thank you. Shout out Pod Decks. Uh, I got the Would You Rather deck. So oh, we're gonna shit. ask you a Would You Rather question, and you said seven. Yep. Yes. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Would you rather be able to erase people's memory or predict their future? Well, hmm. I'm just gonna have to relate to the females that I've been with in life and probably erase their <laughs> memories. Because <laughs> I've probably scarred a few. I've probably scarred a few in the way. So uh, I'm going to help them out. Coach. Can I erase just erase my own memory? (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna ask Will Smith if we can borrow the Men in Black pin, and I'm gonna say I hope you're not gonna ask if we can borrow Jada. (laughs) Coach, there's a long list there. You gotta get in line. (laughs) (laughs) He should have Men in Black her. Coach, her there's memories. some shit men in black can't even men in black. <laughs> like, she, he, he erased it. It's like, this guy's back seven years. She's like, I still got a list of 50. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she nasty. <laughs> Smith, you're Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. What are you doing? <laughs> you're better than this. You're a dead shot, bro. Basically, yeah. they made a movie about you and called it Suicide Squad because that movie was oh. shit. <laughs> Don't get me started. I'm a big nerd. Dude, oh, don't worry. You, so you're you're right talking company. to the ultimate nerds, man. I got. I'm looking. I'm sitting in my bedroom. I have a Batman signed Adam West picture with Burt Ward signed. I have 70, 82 pops now, all of just DC. Oh, and that's then a badass. Big, and then a big poster that says, "This is a job for Superman," which is kind of weird because it has all the Justice League characters on it. That's badass that you have that many pops, Coach Brad, because yeah, I just I, got the He-Man on Battle Cat. Oh, nice. Pops, <laughs> like two weeks ago, cuz. Oh, I'm loving it, dude. I love it. Yeah. Throwback. I wish I could find a real He-Man on Battle Cat, but whatever. Yeah, I'm like, man, if I ever come, if I ever come, <laughs> if I ever come homeless, at least I'll have a backdrop for my house. Hell yeah. just be my pops. <laughs> Dude, we'll be the most popular homeless people under the bridge. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen some of the homeless people living in California. They got some extravagant ass houses. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. They got some nice ass setups, cuz. Yeah, no, I've man. seen them. I've seen them. They yeah. have like barbecue sets, a pool in the backyard. They got a backyard <laughs> underneath. Uh, yeah. They Dude, got the views that like is their backyard. Yeah, they got views that like I can't even afford, and they get it for you're, free. You're driving by them, and they're like, "Man, I feel bad for that guy." And they're looking up at you driving by, and they're like, "Man, I feel bad for that guy." <laughs> exactly. exactly. I'm like, yeah. I try to start a fire in my fireplace, and someone comes knocks on my door. Hey, no, 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 you can't do that. But the homeless guy gets to have a fire by the freeway every night and no one says <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. And fuck that. <laughs> All right. All right, going on to the next one before my cousin gets a little too angry. Um, do you have a favorite like me when I'm match? <laughs> Coach, do you have a favorite jiu-jitsu match or a jiu-jitsu at all? Oh, man. It fluctuates so much with just the times. Of course, the easy answer is always like Marcelo Garcia, which Marcelo. at the time, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember, I did a grappler's quest once, and I was like, trained X guard so hard, and was like, man, I'm gonna fucking tear people up with this. My first match, this was at blue belt. I get X guard, like, man, this fucking guy is really good at this, and I cannot sweep this guy at all. And I'm super blind without my glasses on. I'm like. I can hear his coach like saying exactly what to do and like, what the fuck? And I like squint over it's Marcelo Garcia in his corner, big old smile on his face. So yeah, oh, fuck that guy. Oh man. I was like, I cannot do anything to this guy. Marcelo, of course, he's so nice and happy. He's like, oh, I'm destroying your life right now and the, the hard work you put in by telling this guy exactly what to do to destroy your game. Oh, that sucks, uh, man. Herberto Hernandez right now is one of my favorites to watch. Uh, Oh, that kid's Dante Leon. Yes. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy, I really enjoy like women's jujitsu. So Maya Sebastos, uh, Elizabeth Clay. Yeah, they go at uh, it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just, 
jujitsu is like the MMA for me. Like I'm nerd out all the time. Yeah, I I'm think that, Elizabeth Clay is headlining the next fight to win. If I'm yeah, I, I think right? I've seen that they moved it to Orlando because Philly yeah. closed everything. Yeah, yeah, man. Shit, man. Fuck you, COVID. <laughs> Thanks, China. Yeah, I, was, I had a, yeah, I had a couple guys that were trying to apply for that because, of course. I had six guys getting ready for, well, a couple guys from Shark Pit, and then some of my guys were all getting ready for ADCC. Oh, cool. And they're like, nope. Yeah. And they're like, nope, that's getting pushed back. It was supposed to be in November. Oh, but man. what can you do? Yeah. Fucking China. <laughs> Keep eating fast, you sons of bitches. That's right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> to all our Chinese fans, we don't got any out there, but... Maybe someday. <laughs> someday. Trust me, they won't listen to this. They won't listen to this interview. They're gonna steal this too, you motherfuckers! Like they do everything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coach. Oh, uh, I was watching a Rick and Morty episode the other day, and a character popped out, and he was half Hitler, half Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck, that's a fucking great character." I don't know which one. I don't know which part of him I would want to fight. For sure, just the Hitler, right? But that made me. I don't know. Abraham would have the reach. Ah, he would fuck me up, man. That's why I wouldn't (laughs) want to fight Abraham Lincoln, just because I remember, like, black in my early blue belt days, this fucking guy that I fought in this one match had these long ass legs. And people with long ass legs have always been my kryptonite. But that's why I don't. I would never fight Abraham Lincoln. So, Coach, if you could fight a historical figure or someone from the past, who would it be and why? Mm, I was going to say my second wife, but I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> We're going to keep that we one. We can find start. somebody else to get that. <laughs> <laughs> Edit out, Amel. Fight. I don't know if I fight, but like basically I'm big in all martial arts. So not just jujitsu, not just judo, not sambo. But I don't know if I would do one specific person, but anyone that invented a martial art that's like grappling based, I would like to train with. Ooh, so like your yeah. judo, Kano, Helio, you know, Frank Gotch, uh, Fanaki for Pancrase. Yeah, yeah. Any, any yeah, people yeah. like that. That's a, yeah. you know it's, it's not really a fight but like I would like to to discuss to learn. and learn yeah yeah and it yeah. doesn't even have to be grappling like yeah just shit like that I think would be very interesting now oh, does that include those the, the what was that one coach the one who like you get like ten feet from him and he can like submit you with his brain hey, waves whatever works bro whatever works <laughs> have you even seen those it work even if it doesn't work I'll still if it's no touch let's do it. <laughs> I seen him take down ten Chinese guys with it. Yep. And then you see him have one fight with an MMA fighter and he's busted up. But then yeah, for some man. reason, then the MMA guy's the guy that's like banished in China. They're like, you beat up the master. Get out. Yeah, I, he wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah. He let's restart. Go. He's dead and his eye sockets broke, but let's restart. Yeah. <laughs> he was still trying to channel the chi, that's why. Hey. Dude, the cheese leaking out of his booty hole right now. <laughs> All right, coach. Last question for you. Last question. So, you know someone that I know, and I know someone that you know, and we've had him on this show before. He's a he's a, a very famous black belt, very close to me. Is there anything that you'd like to tell us about this certain individual? I think we mentioned him earlier on the show called Coach Joe from BJJ Shark Pit. Joe, you got a Coach Joe story you want to share? I'm trying to remember if I know anybody by that name. <laughs> such a, such a, it's such a, it's such a common name. Coach Freddie, you just posted a picture a and he was in the man. picture earlier today. <laughs> oh, that guy! Uh, he showed up to my gym. There's so many people in this town of 48 that comes to my gym all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so. I've known Joe, I think we met when we were purple belts in Winchester. I remember going to Winchester the first time and like getting lost. I actually lived, lived in Winchester for a few years, but like I remember the first time, like, where the fuck is this gym at? And then I met him um, and he knew my cousin through the, through the ranks because my cousin, um, and I'll get back to Joe through this, 
So my cousin, if you have ever heard Lloyd Irvin, used to be called the Prince of Leglocks when he would go down to Brazil and leglock a bunch of people. But if you listen to podcasts with Lloyd, the guy that he talks about teaching him leglocks that he used in Brazil was actually my cousin. So my cousin what? was going to, yeah. So my cousin was going to California, learning from GoCore, coming back and then training at Lloyd's. And then he actually met Joe Bosserman through Lloyd's at the same time. No so like, actually, way! Yeah, Joe knew my cousin before I knew Joe. Wow. And so we've always had that like connection from like, you know, being old school jujitsu guys in this area through that. And then, um, yeah, so I, I mean, I've known Joe for a super long time. He's probably one of my closest friends in jujitsu that I've known for that long. You know what I mean? He, I guess he knows that he's coming up on his uh, third degree next year for his black belt. So if you didn't know that, hey, Joe, I just got a notification that your black belt eight year anniversary is today. Which we're filming hey, this on the congratulations, Coach of November. Yeah, so, Since somehow oh, I became man. oh, and also so yes, I teach at Tactical Combat Academy and Total Martial Training, but I run quote unquote run the Roundtable Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Affiliation, which is all the other schools combined, like Shark Pit, Hanover Boxing, York Mixed Martial Arts, oh, and Ant knows this. We just all combine to like fuck shit up at tournaments right you like you guys all, are like so, the justice league yeah basically Jesus, like man every every six months we do a get together where we invite any team it, that's no affiliations needed people come to our gym all the black belts teach their favorite move i do my promotions and then we all just roll together so you can network so we do this every six months oh that's um, so fucking cool man yo, yeah that's the one i went to like not too long ago Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 it's That's just awesome. And, and then the shitty thing is, if you get promoted there, is you have to get shark tanked by everybody that shows up a minute and a half. <laughs> oh, so I line all the people that, yeah, so I don't beat people with belts like they do in other schools. I beat people with belts attached to their owner <laughs> and they come through. <laughs> so, you know, your average shark tank, like I did one because I started this after I was a black belt. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, fuck, I can't just do this to people and not do it myself. So Joe, you should ask Joe about this. He'll remember this. I did it when I got my second degree on my black belt. And I was like, I'm going to do this because I've made everybody else do it. And I did it with a sauna suit on. Oh, my so God. I had, I had my sauna suit, a long sleeve shirt, and then my D. No way. And I did, I think that day I did 72 minutes straight with no break. And then I remember roll wanting to roll with joe afterwards and he's like i'm not fucking rolling with you he's like you literally look like you're gonna there's actually a picture on my facebook where i'm like looks so defeated he's just like looking at the clock and everyone's like oh joe's just looking how much more time he's got to beat your ass but the reality is he's like yo you're about to fucking die and i don't want to be the person that kills you so he's like take that off and i'm not rolling with you so he probably actually saved my life that day <laughs> oh my god you're crazy coach brad that is insane <laughs> But yeah, shout out to Joe Bosman. He's like been one of my longest friends in jujitsu. We we met when we were purple belts. He actually got his black belt from the same guy that I got mine from, Rogério Tabora. Um, so we got our black belts. He got his black belt the same time as. So now there's five black belts at my school. Two of them, well, me and Bobby got ours from Tattoo, and then the other three are are mine and Bobby's black belts. But uh. So him, Joe Bozerman, Bobby, and George McGinnis all got their black belts on the same day. So, and they're kind of like three of the local black belts that can that push out a lot of competitors and a lot of good jujitsu in this area. Ah, oh, that's what's up. That's cool, man. That is cool. Super cool. Great question. So I, hope, I hope I did Joe Bozerman. Yeah, I hope I did him justice because he's a great guy, even though I give him a lot of shit. As I do, <laughs> as I do everybody. So, yeah, when people come to my gym, they're always like, Oh, you know, they're new and they're like, hey, man, don't beat me out. I'm like, I'm not. Where do you roll Bobby? He's the dickhead. Like, I'm the nice guy. Like, I'm the nice girl. I was like, he's going to. He, I seen him toe hold a little kid the other day. Oh, Hinato Laranja <laughs> style? <laughs> Bro, you ignore 50% of the body. You got to go after the yep. legs. He's like, I don't even ignore that on eight year olds. I don't care. He's like, no, no heel. <laughs> that, that's how it is. Once you step on the mat, it's just another yep. victim. Once we bump up, it's over. <laughs> That's badass. Gotta, what if we started like a fight to win 
kids versus adults. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I guess I got the first winner. Bobby signed up, signing up. <laughs> we got the first champ. <laughs> Yellow belt, 16-year-old versus 45-year-old, third-degree black belt, former Nogi Pan Am champion. Coach Brad, just be careful that those yellow belts don't smoke cigarettes in the back of the studio because there were five guys back there yesterday. And that's why I'll really, I'm making up for Alfonso. He's not here. We had an issue yesterday afternoon. Uh Some yellow belts hanging out outside the studio. I told Alfonso to wait for Irving BJJ to show up. He said he could handle it. The six-year-old yellow belt girl who smokes cigarettes took Alfonso to town. Mm. Mm -hmm. Did you tell him that there was another school down the road that he could see if they have any uh, availability? I told him him we're going to have to send you to some new seminars. So (laughs) he's going to be calling you pretty soon. Uh, He needs a lot of help. (laughs) Here's the video, security footage. (laughs) That's like those guys are trying to rob a jujitsu school. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Like, (laughs) then you see him getting chased outside, and five guys tackle him. (laughs) Hey, when he asks you that he has to let you know that he has candy in his pocket, don't fall for it, coach. Don't fall for it. (laughs) It's always a trick. And then right now, with no window. Ask him to empty his pockets out first. All right, everybody, that's a wrap for today's show. I want to thank Coach Brad for joining us today. Coach Brad, man, you're a jujitsu, dude. You fit in right, even though you're on the other coast. Dude, you're a brother, man. Like, I feel like I can just go drink beers and hang out with you all the time. Like, I guess it's easy ass. when you're on the right. It's easy when you're on the right coast. Oh. Uh, hey, it is way easier over here. Oh, man, got the waves over here. You guys got to join us, man. Uh, coach anything you want to say before we head out tonight no just uh thanks for having me shout out to all my friends and my students i look forward to training with everybody like i said we have the semi-annual get together um actually next saturday i'll be making a big team announcement which will not affect if you're on the west coast but and you might want to pay attention to what i'm saying and it'll have a little bit dabbling about what we were talking about with the joe boserman thing but uh Couple people know, but I don't want to spoil it, so I'll let that let it be for now. Yeah, we'd love to hear an update, man. We'd love to hear an update when that when you guys are ready to announce. I will let you guys let know. Oh, yeah, man, that's yeah, kick maybe ass. I can do some filming of it, and uh, you know, we'll put it on our next no. our next show. As long as I'm not in it, because I have this thing with FBI. I mean, no, I, you're good. You can film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to leave. I think that clear, I guess like I got that cleared up now. <laughs> guys i'm waiting to hear back um from the fbi but you know it's all good it's all good it's all good it's it's a year from now i'll be i'll be dead or something <laughs> who knows this might be like mad max beyond or who knows like you know what i'm saying like covid's taking over who knows man we might be on our own next year by this time <laughs> all right uh cuz anything you want to say before we head out today yeah, I just want to thank Coach Brad for coming out again and uh, talking with us, playing this all the time. I know he has he's super busy, got a lot going on, uh, but I really appreciate you coming out and you know just talking with us and spending that time. You know, I'll make sure to get all this out to you ahead of time so that way we can let all the schools know that you're gonna be on and you know we're gonna make you famous. That's what we're gonna do. Uh, thanks. I'm sure all my students will regret listening. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be as famous as the Cash Me Outside girl. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I hope I make the money. That's why. That's why Joe Harrison started my catchphrase for me, which is "I'm the greatest coach you've never heard of." I guess I'll just keep that. I'll keep that trend up. <laughs> coach, I saw that on your seminar. I'm the greatest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was badass. That was kickass. <laughs> coach Brad, I just want to say it was an honor. Uh, I would love to have you back on in the future if you have some time. Anytime, um, let me- man. You're like I said. I, geez, I just wish I can reach through the screen or reach through this microphone, shake your hand. You sound like an awesome cat. Uh, when I head out to visit my cuz, I want to make sure that I come and visit you guys. You guys are gonna be yeah, shit out come of me. Up. I don't have green eyes like Alfonso. Um, just I don't stay away from. Just stay away from Bobby. You'll be all right. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. I for sure want to come out and visit you guys. 
Uh, <laughs> all right, Jujitano, stay safe. And don't forget to visit our new website again at podpage.com forward slash Jujitano C2C. Leave us a voicemail by clicking on that little blue microphone icon. Let us know what you want to hear on future episodes. Um, until next time, keep rolling and training if you can out there. And we hope to hear from you soon. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Alfonso, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. I can tell you, I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you, Alfonso. If you let me into Enguardo's jiu-jitsu, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will get you into the Chris Cruz and explode your cranium onto pavement. This is the motivation. Hi, how can I help you today? As a McDonald's employee, you say those words quite often. But how about when you need help, like consulting a doctor? Hi, how can I help you today? When you work for a McDonald's restaurant, we take care of you like family. With free virtual doctor's visits, including getting prescriptions and refills for you and everyone in your family. Apply today at careers.mcdonalds.com and find out more. The benefits described herein are only available at participating restaurants.